one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, guys. <laughs> Keep that in. Okay, we're going with that. Hi everyone, that was Rick's best intro. Wow, you can tell, <laughs> you can tell it's Monday morning, can't you? Yes. Uh, hey everyone, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, episode Hi. 131. Uh, again, you'd think I'd be good at this by now. Mm. You know, over 2,000 videos on YouTube, 131 podcasts, millions of views, and I can't even do a simple intro to welcome the podcast. Your podcast skills are going the same way as your golf. Oh. <laughs> 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 Things started so promising and it's just dropping. Oh, don't, because my, my confidence in my golf isn't good, so don't don't no. my confidence when I'm, uh, when I'm doing this as well. No, without spoiling anything, you've had some bad rounds recently on Break 75, and um, we've had a lot of comments about it, Rick. People oh, concerned. And the big one is, people, most people are loving it, the fact that you're showing some real rounds of golf. Because as we've said before, you could go out and you could forge them, you could fake them, you could sprinkle a bit of editing dust on them, and we don't. What you see is what you get. The big concern from people, though, is it's not so much that you're playing bad, it's that you seem to be, take, mate, seem to be taking it out on yourself, getting angry at yourself. Yeah, Explain. natural. You know what I didn't realise before? I generally didn't realise this how many golf coaches we have watched the channel <laughs> like tens of thousands yeah. of golf coaches yeah they're telling me i'm swinging too fast too slow mm-hmm. face is too open too closed grip too strong too lift weak head up. lift my head up all this all this jazz um i'm just playing i'm just playing a bit crap it happens, right. it happens to the best of us but we, we're actually shooting ahead of schedule at the moment on break 75 so we've actually already shot episode number five now Mm-hmm. yeah episode number four is not even out and? yes i'm with you yeah so Correct. episode five not giving too much spoiler away <laughs> during the round of golf you said at one point when you play like this i can't ever imagine you playing bad i did <laughs> you have got a game right where when you're playing badly the wheels fall off don't they like a lot of us yeah i think it gets in your head and you get frustrated at yourself again that is what golf does to the very best of us when you're playing well, which again, without spoiling anything, you play well in an upcoming episode, you just look solid. Your driving yeah. is good. Your putting is always solid and the kind of nice pace of putts. Your iron play is good. You don't overshape it. Your chipping is was better, yeah, much, yeah. much better. And I honestly, I was watching you thinking, I don't know where you're going to mess up here. I don't think you are. And <laughs> it's almost like, solid. what's weird when I'm playing well, I can't imagine making bogeys. Mm. Like, I just don't even see it. Obviously, I'll throw a few in. But when I'm playing bad, I can't even imagine making pars. Yeah. Never mind birdies. But that's golf, eh? Is that golf. is golf. What, Like I say, I've seen lots of comments and lots of, uh, of comments that 
uh, trying to give advice. I've had I've had some very very heartwarming emails. Uh, you know, really really concerned. Mm. Like people really genuinely concerned. I think a lot of people watched looked at the title of the clip we posted on the podcast channel last week mm. about me quitting golf, but didn't actually watch the video. Yes, because I think a lot of people saw it and instantly went, "He's quitting golf." And I had a lot of emails like begging me not to quit <laughs> even though in the video i said oh, it's not about quitting it's just a very good clickbait title okay. um but yeah no it, it game's coming along um but also like i feel like we've been busy recently mm-hmm. like we've been shooting a lot we've making a lot of content um running <laughs> yeah we're gonna come on to that <laughs> like hitting the gym family life like i feel like sometimes i'd like you know what i'd love to do but time can't ever manage this i'd actually love to go away for two weeks like to a, a really class practice facility Do you know like somewhere mm. that just has it all work on your game and just grind like you know figure it out in the dirt but the downside to that would be it would help your golf but it would again make it almost <laughs> but then we couldn't make videos <laughs> exactly it'd be boring it would make it almost not as relatable because yeah. even though you play now probably a little, well, a little bit more than the average person, obviously, because it's your job. But most guys or girls play on a weekend and maybe sneak in a range session. So yep. that's what life's like, the inconsistency of golf and why it's so frustrating. If your practice regime became more like a tour pro, it wouldn't be as relatable. I was chatting to some guys this, uh, yesterday, actually, that, that kind of casually play golf. And they said, you know, I'm playing, you know, I'm, I'm new to golf and I'm, I'm just dead inconsistent. And I, I looked at them and I said, that actually never changes. Doesn't. Really, does it? No. Like, consistency never actually changes. It's just that your bad shots get better. Mm. Like, your perception of a bad shot compared to someone who's just started is very, very common. Your bad shot when you first start is literally like an air shot. Yeah. Or, or, or like, really, really bad. Like, we're going to come on to it in a minute, but, like, Sam Horsfield, who's just won this weekend, yeah. friend of the show, uh, he won, which is phenomenal. I just, I watched little bits of it yesterday, but watched his highlights this morning. He hit some bad shots. Mm. Like he even went on to victory and still didn't hit every single shot perfect. You look at his scorecard and think he had. Yeah. Like he shot three under. You think, wow, what a great round, final round. But you actually look at the way he did it and you think, God, there was actually a lot of not great shots in there, but mixed with a lot of very, 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 very good shots. Well, speaking of victory, thanks for wearing your red Liverpool top today. You're welcome. To celebrate our FA Cup win. Well, are you getting a bit more towards being a Liverpool fan again? We had that kind no. of last year. Yeah, I think on. I'm Tranmere at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I'm, I'm edging towards, I won't go Everton, but no. I, did you watch any of the football? I did, actually. Did you? Yeah. I wanted, ridiculously wanted Chelsea to win. Why? Because I just don't want Liverpool to win four trophies this year. Because then you've always got it on us. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I can't see the four happening, but. Like, it doesn't crossed. matter what happens. Like, you are ridiculous ridiculously better team than us right now without even a question about it everyone can see that you and city are way way above everyone else in the league but like when i look at it and think we've done the treble back in 99 i think oh god if you did the quad it's like you've got it because we're never going to do that no. not for, for not in the foreseeable for, you can't even imagine it um so yeah i was kind of hoping praying chelsea and they had a lot of chances early on didn't they good match. for a nil nil it was a very good match it was it was almost like there were so many chances but neither team could like put them away yeah it's a bit like having a round of golf and you, you've hit every green but you've not sunk any you real played well puts. but couldn't score yeah exactly um 
also on the weekend, I did some running and you've been doing some running and you uploaded a picture onto your Instagram, which we'll insert maybe here on the video if you watch it. <laughs> and you were looking trim. Looking Lee, don't go all blushed. No, no, it's, no, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of timber being lost. Well, don't you actually, be lost I've now? been. Um, I don't really know because I've actually stopped, kind of stopped weighing myself a little bit. Yeah. So I think it can kind of bog you down a bit, can't it? Can it can get you excited, but it can also, like you said, bog you down. If you have a yeah. week where you feel like you've done well. Because if you're doing some weights now, which I know you are, you might be having a little bit of muscle mass, yeah. so that scales might not be the best reflection. But I'm just feeling better. You know, you know, the biggest indicator for me when I'm when I'm exercising, so I've done 50K now on my run. I know you've you've topped that. You've up to 80. I'm up to 80 now, That's yeah. That's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm going along this kind of we, we talked it's been a couple of podcasts ago we're going to do 100k and hopefully loads of people are joining yeah, quite a lot on, are aren't they well yeah go on sorry but i'm doing 10 10k runs i've got them all in my diary and I'm, i've pretty much stuck to it that's good you know i might have swapped a couple of days but i've pretty much stuck to it um but yeah i've been doing a bit more working out as well you know how i can tell i'm doing better is i don't get anywhere near as tired like evening times when I'm putting the kids to bed, if I'm eating crap and I'm not exercising, I get dead tired around that seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. Where now I'm like seven, eight o'clock and I've got energy and like I'm going to bed slightly earlier because I feel drained, but I'm not getting that like lull. Like a like nice a, tired. Yeah, it is. It's a deserved tired yeah. rather than just a lazy tired. And you wake up earlier, can exercise. Yeah, definitely. No, you're right, we've had. So if you missed this couple of episodes ago, it's not too late to join the challenge. We've set like essentially like a golf. There's red tees, yellow tees, and white tees. Red tees is 50 kilometers this month. Yellows is 75 and white is 100 kilometers. But you can walk it or run it. So we'll obviously a lot you're, of people... You're going off the black tees today or this month. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens when it's 100. If I just quit or keep no, going, won't. I won't you're quit. Way ahead. Um, but we've had, I've had loads of people DM. We've had loads of people in the group as well on Facebook saying how they're getting on and that they've been a bit more motivated to do it. So... As I said, even if you've not done anything yet, it's currently going to be May 17th when this podcast goes out. Go and do the 50k walk, yeah. you know, an hour every now and again, go and walk and get three miles in. You'll do it easily. And I think people are enjoying doing it together, a bit of that kind of spirit. You could add your golf in. You could if, add your golf. Well, you I, play a bit of golf. I played on Friday and I set my watch and played after work. So it was quite, got to quite late. But still, then it was about four miles, like well over a thousand calories. That's cool. So, so golf's good, good it? for it. It's Obviously, so, it's not as much really in a buggy, good. but. Well, I was looking online at this article randomly about exercising when you're golfing. And apparently, obviously, walking with your bag is the best. You burn the most calories. Walking with a push or pull trolley, it's not an electric one, but a push or pull isn't far behind the bag, weirdly, because obviously you have to push the trolley of up course. or pull it. The kind of the worst one, if you like, is using a buggy, a cart yeah. in America. But even then, at most courses, you have a buggy path you've got to stick to. So you're still walking. So any any kind of golf is good. It always surprises me how many steps you do, even in a buggy. Yeah, well, you do. Because, like I say, you've got to park it, you've yep. got to walk across the green, and, like, it is amazing, even though a round of golf on a, on a let's say, a 6,500-yard golf course, it's all the walking in between tee to green, or green to tee, shall I say, but then it's also zigzagging <laughs> if you're not playing well, but it's also, like, the, the walking around the greens and stuff, like, yep. when you, even, like, when you go and take the flag out for somebody and then walk back, like, you do get some 100%. real steps So, in. we might do... Not every single month, but maybe a couple of times a year, we'll start doing these little challenges. And if people yeah. want to join in, feel free. Uh, is, when there's is, a spirit... it, is it a thing? Hundred K May? No, is I just it, made it up because it goes so well. It's, it's got a little rhyme. No, I just it's just uh, I wanted something that if I said to you and then you kind of committed to as well, and then we said in the podcast, I wouldn't skip on. Um, but I think as well the fact we've got those two different options—you've got the fifty, seventy-five, and hundred—and you can walk it or you could mix it. 
I think it gives everybody a real chance of, of actually completing it. And 100%. Well 100%. done to everyone that's doing it. And if you're not doing it, feel free to start. If you want to do 10K, 20K, do something, get active, do it together. And it feels better. Yeah. Um, can, I know I just brushed on it a minute, but can we just really celebrate the fact that Sam Horsfield won this week? Sam Horsfield sat in this very seat in September and the podcast with him came out on September the 28th, my birthday. Just put on your diaries, everybody. <laughs> the, the next one. Um, so he won, he won over in Belgium at the Soldal Open, or the Belgium Open, a lot of people have been calling it. Uh, 13 under for his, for his tournament. Uh, won by two over Ryan Fox and Paul Yannick. Um, had his girlfriend Izzy on the bag, which yes. we weirdly met. Uh, we met her last week. Well, that's a st- we we obviously filmed with Matt, uh, Matt with Sam six seven months ago, and we didn't know about his girlfriend at the time. I don't know if he'd actually met her then. We went to the British. Uh, I can't speak today. British Masters on Friday of a couple of weeks ago. We were following him round. Next thing we got speaking to her. She did she stop you or did you? So I saw a couple, like a kind of a mum and dad, really like like looking over at Sam, yeah. like as in like taking pitch. And I thought, they, I'm sure they must be related. Yeah. And I kind of said, oh, are you, are you Sam's mum and dad? And one of them said, no, I'm actually, um, how did, how did it work now? It was I'm Izzy's actually, dad. Izzy's dad. So Izzy went, is Sam's and girlfriend. Izzy was there and she said, oh, hi, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Sam's girlfriend. And she goes to my school where I used to go back in the day. Um, she's, studying golf studies and she was a pretty she's decent a golfer player. herself um she was just wandering around at the british masters i'm not sure why she ended up caddying f- for him at well his Belgium. his caddy has got some family issues at home unfortunately right, okay. so he couldn't caddy um and i know that on the after the third round sam had said he wanted to win it for his for his caddy. Oh, i nice. think he's called mike don't quote me on that i think he's called mike so um, yeah so we literally we wandered around for a few holes with izzy we seemed like a such a lovely lovely girl and uh Next week, they go and play in Belgium and bloody win. That's awesome. Well, the story was, I'm sure they won't mind us saying, that she met him, was it at Wentworth? Uh, she was carrying do, the scoreboard. She was doing the scoreboard carrying, they got chatting. Uh, I think somebody said into DMs, not sure which way that was, but that's why how, not? That's how it works. Um, Sam's a great guy. Izzy was a very nice girl. Very, both down to earth. And he went on and won. So he, he won, I think it was €333,000. Not bad Decent. for a and week's we work. we signed the contract, didn't we, at 25%. Yes. Great. I'm glad we... We got that sorted. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> I, I wish. I think he could be a well, real, real world beater. That's his third win, I think, now on the European yeah, Tour, is. DP World Tour. And they were saying, which I kind of forgot, but I did know when they said it, that he's won twice, but it was in COVID times yeah, when there was, was no fans. This was it a big was. one for him. And on the last, I don't know if you, you obviously saw the highlights. See, I watched a little bit of it live because I saw he was doing so well. He hit a bit of a pulled tee shot on the last thing. He hit his three wood or five wood, which he'd been striping all week. He put it in the trouble. Yeah, but that shot he hit out there was so good. And then Ryan Fox made a bogey, so he he kind of won quite comfortably. That's put him up to world ranking number 64. So, so he, climbing. he was outside the world 100 when we filmed with him, wasn't he? Yes. Just. And then he was, I think he was inside it recently up before this. But that top 50 is where he wants to be. Well, obviously, number one is where he wants to be. But top 50 is when it gets serious, isn't it? So he's, he's really climbing the ladder. And he's been out injured for a while with a hip he, injury. Yeah, he had about three months off. Because I think his last tournament before he came back for Betfred British Masters was the oh my, Amiga. Oh, no, no. The Desert, what's it called now? The Dubai Desert Slink IO or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. He did quite well in that. Yeah, he did. Um, but he's killing it. He's such oh, a good guy. So, he's such a good guy. Like, we watched him on the British Masters. We literally watched him on the 17th. He hit a great tee shot, par five, dog leg right. He kind of pulled this five foot. I think we told it on the story a couple of weeks ago, put it in the bunker, literally just lobbed it out with such beauty and finesse and hold it for an eagle. Walked over to the 
tee, had his golf ball, and and just gave it to like this little lad, it's and so it's like this kid's face just like lit up, and it's like those little. I don't know, it, it, they're really important moments, them, aren't they? Because like that kid might take that golf ball and he, he'll remember Sam and, you know, whatever happens in the future. And imagine the following week he's literally gone and won and you're I the know. little kid who got his golf ball and was like, that was Sam Horsfield that gave me his ball. Next week he wins. I wish I'd got it. Hmm? I wish I'd got his golf ball. I bet you do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, I should have taken off that kid. I told you I should have. Why are you screwing up to a kid at the time? <laughs> I just his golf ball. Give me that golf ball back. He's my friend. Uh, no, well done, Sam. Absolutely awesome. And then also, other friend of the show, Minwoo Lee's sister, won her seventh LPGA tournament, Minji Lee. Awesome. Um, she, I mean, she is, Minwoo talks so highly of Minji Lee. And yeah, I've yeah. walked a few holes um, when we were down at Centurion for the Ramco series. And I play, I walked a few holes with her. She was ridiculously good. Like, I know they have a huge competition between them, but um, seventh victory. Awesome. So she's like, just everyone, everyone that well, we that's, come on to, that's the only question I've got. When the podcast was smaller and we had fewer guests on, so like when we had Min Woo on, for example, and then he went on to win, it felt really kind of attached to us because we'd done stuff with him. Thankfully, now the podcast is growing and growing and we're getting more and more bigger names on, i.e. your Bryson's, i.e. Victor Hovland's. How much can we still claim something 100% to do with us? 100% we can. Okay. Oh, like literally 100%. So next time Lee Westwood wins, which I'm sure he will again, we yeah, can claim 100%. That. Okay, and is there, a, is there a lifespan after the podcast? No, nope. no, okay, no, nope. perfect. It's forever. <laughs> that's, it's a, that's ideal. It's a contract forever. If you've if you've been on the show, as long as you win at some point in the future, yep. literally, then then it's it's our we've we've made that win happen. This room simply. as well. When you come in this room, good vibes come off. Yeah, apart from for us, or just anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think I must extract. The good I feel vibes. like when you finally break seventy-five, I can claim you. I'll put a picture on Instagram with you. Made up my mate Rick Shields broke seventy-five. <laughs> Must have been the positive podcast vibes. <laughs> yeah, I, I try and like. I, I'm so I'm so uh, selfless. I just give my give my good luck, my fortune. Uh, goodwill to, to all these else. wonderful guests. Oh, that's good. Um, so I played golf on Friday. Okay. After work, Tell obviously. obviously. And um, it was a great day because Break 75 came out. That video did well. And I played golf and I beat my mates. So that was also very good. I don't want to brag about that too much, but I did win. Um, but there was something that happened at the golf club that was small, but huge. Okay. okay. So when you played my golf club, Huffwood Golf Club, it's called in St. Helens. It's not the best golf course in the world, but I've been a member there on and off since I was eight years old. So it has a, a place in my heart. There's literally a picture of you in the clubhouse in the pro shop sorry yeah, in the pro. well maybe put it on the video now we'll get yeah. well you got to a picture of it you'll yeah, get Matt to put it on so if you're listening go and watch the video version this is of the podcast. guy's eighth birthday my eighth birthday i've got a big head and no shoulders not much has changed really um Did you have a shirt on as well? i had a shirt i had a weird i think it's orange like check shirt tucked into my corduroy pants uh, it. i was fl- swag that's probably quite a cool outfit now. It would it? be. Yeah. Like if cool someone like student, Macklemore yeah. turned up in it, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or like you say, those students at, at St. Andrews, they're just like rocking it. I was just an eight-year-old <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I've been there all my life, basically. And when I kind of rejoined last year, there was things, obviously we're very fortunate we can go and play at lovely golf courses. So when you go to your home golf course, you don't expect that all those features and stuff are there. It's just never going to happen. But you notice some things that you think need to change. Yeah. One of the small things, it sounds ridiculous, but the actual flag sticks and the flags were just rubbish. They'd been there for absolutely years. They were dead flimsy, dead light. The actual flags were quite ripped and just torn. It's like, that's just a small thing that's rubbish. Mm. 
don't know how much flags and flag sticks cost. It can't be that much. I bet they're surprisingly expensive. Uh, two but, grand for the whole lot, maybe. Yeah. I need a couple of spur, I you, guess. Yeah, you probably need 20, 22 flags. Well, actually, we, need, we have more than that because we have a colour system. So we have, I think it's, is it red, yellow, and blue? So if a flag's oh, okay. at the front, it's red, middle is yellow, and back's blue, I think. But you'd only have six of each. That's Oh yeah, that's true. Because that's how it that's how it works. So what typically would happen with that, and you'll you might notice it now. Let's say one day the the pin is at the front on the first, yeah, middle on the second, back on the third. What happens then? They just move the flag to the next hole. I get so you. They'll put the they'll put the second on the front and yes. move the flag over. Do you get what I mean? I'm with you. Yeah. So okay, well, whichever way, it can't cost. But you still fortune. need twenty flag sticks yes. or so. Yeah, exactly. 18, minimum eighteen. Obviously. On Friday, I played, and when we got to the first. Like hitting into the first green, we had to stop because Peter, the guy that has, has been at the golf club as the owner for years, he was actually putting new flags in. I was like, oh my God, that's a new flag, an actual flag stick and a flag. We got down to the green and it was a new flag. Wow. And it was like thick. It was heavy. <laughs> it was steel. I had girth to it. <laughs> that's how I had to go on that stupid route. Um, and the actual flag was a new flag, much better quality with the, like this logo on it. And I was like, oh my God, even the cups were new as well. I was in heaven. It's it's ridiculously important. It's such a small change, but I just felt so much more almost proud of the golf course. And again, it, it's ridiculous. You remember me back in the day when I was, I was obsessed about flags and people used to send them to me. It yeah. does make a massive difference. Well, that's the thing. Like good quality flag that kind of sits nicely, a bit of embroidery. I'm not opposed to a number on a flag. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah I'm not opposed to that. Um, really nice cups. Yeah. I think cups are so important. I'm also a huge fan of painting the inside white. I mean, it takes seconds, but it looks so good. How easy is that? I think it's done originally for TV cameras, so when you're watching the golf, you see the hole easier when the when the put in, obviously. But when golf courses do that, it just adds that little it's, bit of. It's mm, so easy. Yeah. It listen if you are if you have any control over your golf club, i.e., you're a greenkeeper or you're on the council or you're one of the head pros, whatever. Let's give let's give some top tips, and we've got a well, load of so ones as we well. So we have so in our face- so start starting off great flags, yeah. sticks, great flags yeah. of of the golf club. Be proud of it. Really nice cups, like clean, fresh cups. Get yes. them every year; they can't be expensive. No. Well, and then white paint to go around the inside of the use hole. Tip if needed. I mean, that, that's so easy. It's so easy. Well, we asked in our Facebook group. So again, just a quick plug for the Facebook group. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, what are you doing? Like, don't say I've not got Facebook. That's an excuse. Make a burner account. <laughs> Call it Rick Shields with a different spelling. And, and if then you've try not and... got Facebook, you can join us Twitter. Community. Got Twitter Clubhouse as well. Um, but the Rick Shields Golf Show Podcast group on Facebook is a group you can join. And within that, we've asked what. So I put feature on the podcast is what I put to start with because that would get people interested. Of course. Uh, and then I explained that I played golf and how those little things made such a big difference. So I said, tell me the tiny things that can make or break a golf course. So okay. we don't want good greens, good tees. That's obvious. That yep. goes without saying. We all kind of de- desire those. But also they're quite, they are also quite hard to do. Well, that's it. You know, and if you're, you've got... Um, Finance restrictions. Exactly. So little things we've gone with. Um, I love this one from James Barton. Ball cleaners near every tee box, they help. Yeah, I'm going to raise him one up. I'm a big fan of a ball washer. If your golf club has ball washers, there is no excuse why they shouldn't be soapy. Yeah, I'm a massive advocate of a soapy ball washer. I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast, but I am. And all that would take is every morning a greenkeeper just to so get easy. a little bottle of water, bit in a tiny little bit of furry liquid done. So easy. Big thing for me that a, a towel hanging off the ball cleaner. I do like that, but as long as again the towel's maintained well, clean because we've all got our own crusty. towel. Yeah, just just that little bit of. Can't be a lot. Yeah. Um, Chris Short 
street, a set of sand in the bunkers. Now, again, sand can be expensive. I think it's really gone up in the current climate, bizarrely. I've heard people say how much dear sand actually is. But again, if you've got bunkers, keep them all, keep them consistent. Yeah. If they've not got much sand in, have them all. Have, <laughs> have, sand in. have all of them terrible. <laughs> this is a good one uh, from Joel Shipton. Tea boxes that are level. It may sound surprising, but some tea boxes on golf courses near me aren't level. Yeah, I'll Big be one. honest with you. I've played some really, really, really nice golf courses, and the tea boxes there aren't level. Yeah. I feel like that's a. A fundamental thing that can definitely be done through the winter where tees can be levelled. Yeah. Um, nice one from Logan, middle mass. Rakes in the bunkers. Yep. Now, again, it can probably get fairly pricey, but every bunker should have yep. a rake in. And sometimes it'll be like maybe two or three greenside bunkers. There might be one rake for all three. Yeah. Not a fan don't, of that. Don't give people... I mean, people should go out the way to rake them anyway, but don't give golfers the excuse not to rake them. Yeah. Because if... if you think, well, there's the rake right over there. Yeah, I won't bother. Exactly. But if there's a rake right next to you, there's no excuse. Yeah. I've got, well, this is one of my favourite from Callum Davey, and it's the most simple thing ever, and I relate to it. You ready for this one? Yeah. Bins emptied regularly. Regularly. Yeah, well, I can't yeah. say regular. Wait there. Reg. Oh my God, I can't say regularly. Often. Often. No, but why can't I say that? This is happening like delusional again. Regularly. Oh my God. What is it? I feel like I can't even, I feel like I need to say the word. Regular. Regular. Reg- Oh my god! Often, often, regularly. <laughs> oh my god! Regularly, regularly. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. I've gone. My head's gone. Um, and then another one. But bins. A lot of golfers don't have bins on the tee. I know this again. It's such a small thing, but a little bin. You finish your monster energy ultra red. Yeah, you've done with it. Yeah, put it in the bin. Easy. You've been down the skin in the bin. Easy. Have you got? Are you looking now? You just, yeah, yeah. I've I got didn't some. know if you were. Um, no, I've got some. Go on. Let's hear a couple that you've got then. I, to be honest, I've not. I've kind of got some of my own a little bit. I'm gonna okay. throw, I throw my own in. When T markers don't line up with the hole. Yes. That's frustrating. So greenkeepers cut the T and they'll stick the green they'll stick the T's down, but they've not thought to themselves where the actual hole points. Yes. And they just kind of point them in a bit of a random direction. Yeah. And it... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Really throw you off scent, really, can't it? Yeah, 100%. Another one that is unbelievably easy and really riles me up when, I, when, I, when it doesn't happen. You know, on a, on a um, hole, you'd have a, either a, a post for how... The, the whole information, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Or like one of the like the little gravestones, yeah. right? The, the kind of ceramic yeah, gravestone. Yeah, yeah. Have them clean. Yes, they should. They shouldn't be covered in bird poo. They shouldn't be covered in <laughs> dust or grass cuttings. It's so unbelievably simple. Like I, I did work experience actually at the Marriott where we do a lot of filming now when I was a kid. And one of my jobs was to go around with a soapy bucket and literally clean all the tea markers, all the 150 plates in the middle of the fairway. Like I loved it. And it, yeah. they look so it's, much again, better. Again, tiny thing. This is a nice one from Seth at Brookfield. It's a bit more of a pricey one, but again, makes a big difference. A working urge yet to clean your shoes after a yeah. round. I love that. Fan. Yeah. Another big one. Fan. Again, I've not seen this on one of the comments, but when the greenkeepers cut the fairway, have it where the grass gets picked up. Yes. I don't know. Again, I don't know how expensive that is or whether you need some special machinery, but it's it looks awful when the fairway's been cut and you think, oh, that's perfect. But there's loads of grass cuttings yeah. everywhere. It drives me insane because you're like, well, it, it's gone against the reason of cutting the fairway, really. Yeah. A lot of people are saying about things like bins and ball washers, like so many people. It obviously is something that it's one of those weird small things. What's Matt texting me saying? Broken Matt behind the camera is saying a broken tea bucket next to the teas. Okay. Yeah, okay. We can go with that. I like, can, that, I that, I like, one, I like that because then you can use it for an iron as well. If you're an iron up a tea girl, a couple of broken teas there, I'll pinch one. You know what what I think is a really good one? And and again, it, I don't think it'd be expensive. And you get it at really nice golf courses. A little station when you start on the first hole, just okay. like a little plinth, and you open it up, and there's a few tea pegs, yeah. a few pencils, dead cheap pitchforks, yeah. you know, ball marker, just so you can open it when you get to the first tee, grab a few tea, and it's, it's there's no money in that. Like, it's so cheap to do. That feels like that would get a little bit pricey though throughout the year. If you imagine everybody's taking. I'm not sure. But it, either it's those, nice, those though. really simple yeah. plastic or those, those really, really cheap pitchforks, which are like tempy or something, yeah. a, a, a green fit. No, yeah. Like, again, you're not giving anybody an excuse to not repair pitch marks yeah. or do things like that. No, I agree. We might come back on some of them in a minute because yeah. there's, there's loads of good ones. <laughs> um, just another quick plug as well. We actually, after the last week or the week before, we mentioned the live podcast. We've sold some more tickets, which is great. We are very much looking forward to it. So it's not too late to come. There's still a few tickets left, Rick. Next weekend, 28th of May, yeah. down in London town, Islington slash yes. Angel. Um, come along, podcast live. Uh, we'll get to have a beer with us maybe afterwards. We're not going to yeah. make any promises, but maybe. Don't make a promise now. Okay, promise. you can have a beer with us. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll have shots of Sambuca. Uh, it's going to be really different to the show. It'll be a little bit more live podcast. Um, me and Guy chatting, talking to the audience. We're not going to film it or record it for actual uh, public consumption. So you have to be 100%. I, I mean, borderline, and I don't want to throw this out there, the people who don't come, do they kind of sacrifice their clubhouse oh, wow. elig- eligibility? 
Um, as the inventor of the clubhouse, the founding member, the president, the CEO, you're overruled there. Okay. Being in the clubhouse is a mindset. It's about listening to all the podcasts. Coming to these events is brilliant, but that's almost more like bribery. Yeah, <laughs> bribery. Um, no, if you come, you, you'll you'll have a good time. I think it should I be good. So. It's annoying the Champions League finals at the same time. Don't tell. Don't well, tell I know. But I'm going to come clean. So I'm a Liverpool fan. Obviously, I'm gutted. We're doing a live podcast. No, I'm joking. It's going to be good. We'll just keep um, my phone on in my pocket. And <laughs> when, when Liverpool scores, I'll just be watching win. on his phone. I'll just I'll just be entertaining, like pretending to juggle. Or I tell you what, everyone that's coming in can can give me a chipping lesson. I'll be good. Every, like everybody. Well, I've got all bloody night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be good anyway. We'll put a link in. Uh, if you're watching the, the comment box below, there'll be a, a link to buy tickets. If you're listening, there's a little bit of thing on Apple or on Spotify. You can click a link and buy them. But come along, Perfect. bring a mate, bring Why a not? date, bring a date. Imagine bringing a date to the podcast mm. show. So, what? Someone's first date. He goes, um, "Hi, Kelly. Um, I'll pick you up tonight at about six o'clock. Where are we going?" All right, okay, we're just going into uh, Angel, just chilling. All right, there's some nice bars in Angel. Yeah, there is. Well, we're going to go to the Assembly Hall first, Ooh. about 7 o'clock. Doors open at half six. Up. Yeah. So what do I have to wear? Um, something revealing. That's <laughs> 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 sorry. We may have to bleep that out. What's the dress code? <laughs> <laughs> Smart, casual. Okay. Um, not golf attire, but if you want to wear golf attire, you can. Um, why would, you, why would you say not golf attire? Oh, sorry, sorry, did I say golf attire then? <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, and then he, he picks her up and you go, uh, oh, so we'll just go into this um, golf podcast show. <laughs> 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 There's these two blokes who can't break eight to you talking about golf oh for an hour. Oh, my God, imagine. Um, imagine poor Kelly's face. Yeah. Imagine Kelly goes, it's not Rick Shields and Guy, is it? And then she's good. yeah. Oh, and, and like she shoves him out the way, yeah. And she goes, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on my own because uh, I don't want to like make it look like I'm on a date." Who's gonna shove out the way next, me or you? She's gonna not shove us. No, she's gonna shove him and then shove. She can't have us both. Oh right, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we should clarify here, just to, at my own back. If you go on a <laughs> date with back. a boy or a girl, don't ask them to wear something revealing. Okay. That's not PC. Okay, it's up to them. I think you can say, just to cover my own back, I am married. <laughs> and if Kelly comes, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> well, my wife will be there, so. Uh, anyway, yeah, so. That's all mine, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> I just thought that. Why, is, actually, why can't Kelly, Kelly come? Kelly <laughs> <laughs> you know what we think is, we will get somebody emailed now complaining about that. But anyway, it was uh, just a banter you're going to get on the night. I think how much stuff we can say on the night that's X-rated. We're not going to get any complaints. We will. We'll get an email of somebody. Well. So be it. Yeah. So Speaking be of it. emails, if you want to email us, podcast at rickshields.com. We always love emails off people. Um, I read a lot of them and I give you the best ones, the creme de la creme. But this week we've got a Dear Rick. Okay. And it's a similar kind of vibe that we've had before. But people are still asking Rick, so we need to give more advice. It says, Dear Guy and Rick. And his actual title of the email is very simple, Dear Rick, okay. which is great. We've had more people trying to clickbait me now because I've said last week or the week before about how that gets my attention. Somebody did one that said... Um, Something like, I've got Rick Shields' nudes. And it was just too, like, too clickbait. Yeah, well, everyone's got them. Yeah. Good. Real good. Um, <laughs> not as good as I was expecting them in certain areas. Um, Delighting. Yeah. I thought you had a longer drive on you. Does that even work, really? No. No. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like it's going in many different paths, this podcast No, it's going to stop now. Right, okay, so... I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan of the main channel and I'm a twice over Clubhouse member. So that fir- that line then is what got him his email read out, really. He's not wow. only listening to every single episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, which gets you into the Clubhouse, done it twice. Does that look loud? 
No, no, is right. he complete? I've just got an itch here. All right, I thought you. I feel, I feel like he's like. I don't know. That's that's a lot, isn't it? That's too much. No, it's not. No, I I feel sorry for him already. Why? I've, Why? My so? advice to him is not to listen <laughs> to quite as often. No, listen more. Um, because every time you listen, there'll be ads, and then you, we get paid. So. Oh yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah listen. That, that's listen. how it works Rick, ah, in this business. Ah, right. I get it. <laughs> Keep listening. Um, I am twenty-seven years old, and I've been playing golf for about seven years now. But only recently I've started taking it more seriously. I play off a 23 handicap and I've recently felt massive improvements in my game. However, my scores aren't reflecting this. I'm getting more pars than ever and sometimes up to three or four in 18 holes, which for me is great. But I'm still shooting around 97 to 105. My home golf course is a par 74, which is quite rare, isn't it? Par 74. Oh, yeah. Um, I have told, I've been told by some mates that a better way to improve my golf is actually playing in medals or club competitions. Is there any truth to this or simply playing with friends, um, and solo, is that enough to better my game? Like I said, I feel like my game's improving, but I'm struggling to hold scores together. So just quickly, can I just throw something in before you yeah, give yeah. your expert advice on this? I think he's, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, well, I think it was on the podcast, it might've been in, in real life, I forget. But when you first start golf and you hit air shots, you're topping it, you're, you're shanking it a lot more, whatever. They are what you class as bad shots. Yeah. As you stop doing that and you get better, those bad shots become hopefully less frequent. But bad shots might be things like hitting in the bunker, hitting out yeah. of bounds. You still hit, you like strike it better as such, but it doesn't go. We want it to go, which can still result in a high score. Yeah. Is that what you're suffering with? Do you think it, it could well be? I mean, he's been playing golf for seven years now. I mean, it sounds. To me, he's kind of been playing quite a casual game of golf. I think it it could go either way. If he plays in medals, I'm not saying that's the worst advice ever. His friends have said that. His friends might have seen improvement with that. It just depends on his personality. Like if he's suddenly, if he's normally used to playing with a couple of mates in an afternoon where it's nice and chilled and it's nice and quiet and it's it's got a nice vibe to it. To go in then and go and playing on the Saturday morning, let's say, in a club medal mm. where you've got to pay an entry fee and it feels a bit more official and you get a proper scorecard and and you got and you've got to you know keep up the speed of play and you've got to play properly. Obviously, not that he's not doing, but you've got to play really pro- properly. That could switch someone's mind and, and move them from third gear up to fifth gear, mm. and that concentration level can definitely help improve the game. On the flip side, the nerves might kick in. They might go, "Oh my god, I'm playing in a big boy tournament," mm. and suddenly like shoot 120 and like not want to play again. So it really depends on that person's personality, yeah. I would say. And don't you know, don't knock it until you try it. We gave advice similar to this a couple of weeks ago where don't just worry about playing medal either. Like, do have these different formats. I think I think so many golfers, obviously, they see it on the PJ Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Break 75s. You know, these crazy people play medal all the time, like full-on scores. But that's, that's not the only way to play golf. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think if he can, give it a go, play a medal. He might enjoy it. He might be nervous. Get, you know, maybe give it a couple of goes, but all apart from that, just really try and identify what his weak areas are. I think enough golfers will put a number on, will put so much emphasis on the end score. Let's let's say he goes out and shoots ninety seven. Well, that ninety seven has been made up from many different shots, loads of different tee shots, different iron shots, wedge shots, putting bunker shots. Well, look at that round and go. Well, what area? What area out that those selection is really letting me down most. Do you know what I mean? Like, people, I don't think golfers quite look at that enough well, it's interesting. At, that just, le- at that level. Just rereading his email, he says, 
I have made massive improvements, which is a bold shout, but his scores aren't improving. So I'm interested to see, like, what is a massive improvement? Is it strike? Is it the fact that he used to hit it very thin, very healy, and now he's catching it much more efficiently? But if his scores aren't improving, there must be something going quite badly wrong. And also, is that massive improvement, the fact that he might have not played with a mate for six months and suddenly he's been practising, he gets on the first tee and hits a great drive and his mate goes, oh my God, you've massively yeah, improved. Yeah, that's true. But actually, has he actually massively improved? Or or is it just because he's he strung a few nice shots together and his mate said, oh, you've really improved? And he's gone, oh, I have. I've really improved. But has he? I've listened to club the podcast twice over. <laughs> yes. I must have improved. Um, I, I, it's, medal's difficult. It really is. But really try and identify, if he can, what pockets of area in his game does he need to go and write, let's really try and nail that. Yeah. Like, if he's going out and shooting 97 but having 40 puts, well, that's not good enough. He could knock five or six shots off his score if he just works on his putting or whatever that may be. I've got a question. Well, not even a question, a theory. Uh, maybe a question. I don't know what it is. But I actually feel like a lot of golfers never improve once they get to a certain point because there's a lot of members at my golf club who I hadn't seen for a long time because I wasn't a member then I've rejoined and they're still off kind of the same handicap the guy's off two is quite good the guy that's off 15 the guy that's off 22 and they've been playing for years fairly consistently do you think we get to some sort of and even my friends really they've improved they're not massive golfers they all played football and then they've kind of a lot of them have started to play golf the last five ten years but they play in the summer don't ever go to the driving range. Play golf maybe three times a week, max once a week normally in the summer. And they've all got to a decent standard now of like, let's say, shooting mid to high 80s possibly. But they've not really got any better. Do you think we can get to a point in golf where like that's your standard? And unless you do something drastic, that's what you'll kind of, your best you'll get to. I, be, I bet there are limitations, physical limitations. Yeah. Like some golfers, I remember when I was coaching full time and, they, and they'd, they'd be desired, desperate to hit the ball longer. But physically... Regardless of what we did technically, physically they weren't fast enough, strong enough. They couldn't make the club travel fast enough to hit the ball longer. I bet when you were at me and you used to work in the pro shop, there were some members who were off like 15 for literally years. And they still, were, still yeah. will be now. And that's not, that's not a bad handicap. I'm just saying that they've not, it's not like you suddenly start playing golf and you get off 23 and then it, or 28 or whatever and it becomes 23, then 17. Then like, So some people, that clearly happens. But for a lot of those people, is it is it a case that they're just reaching the kind of natural potential do you know, I just think it's a lot the, the of people other, have that handicap. Interested people, if you want to email the, us, if you've had a handicap for just years, let us know. The other flip side, though, let's say you are 30 years old, playing off 10, mm -hmm. just for argument's sake. <clears throat> 15 years later, you're 45, playing off 10. You might have lost distance. But have you actually, you might have actually improved. Yeah. Do you get you're what I mean? It's far, but yeah. you're still scoring the so so yeah. You've aged by 15 years, but you're still playing to the same standards you, you did know do. the course better, you know puts better, you know how to play the yeah. game better, but you might have lacked in strength. Yeah, yeah exactly. Point. And the other, this, I still remember this conversation you and Brody Smith had at, at Port Rush. Yeah. Some golfers want to improve. No, I still don't think they do. Like, I, I genuinely, I, I honestly think, I think if you asked them, They'd say yes. Yeah, well, it's, my point wasn't that they want to improve. My point was a lot of people play golf with very little care about how they play. And it, yeah. I still stand by that. 100%. Like at my, at my golf club, again, I'm using it a lot today, but it's my own experience. There was, there's groups of men and women, but there's a certain group of women who were lovely. They uh, used to play everything. It was Tuesday and Saturday or Sunday. And there was probably about 30 of them in the kind of ladies' hardcore section who would like go every, every comp or whatever. And for them, and rightly so, it was so much more about, socialising, walking around a hilly golf course and getting some good exercise in. 
And they could obviously one week one might win and she might be over the moon, but they weren't bothered. They didn't throw no. clubs around and go to the driving range. Some no. of them had lessons, admittedly, but the vast majority were just there just to have a good time. It's like, it's okay. So we, a lot of what we do in this podcast and obviously your video is about people getting better. But equally, it's okay to not be bothered. I think I think golfers, certainly if they've been playing, just want to maybe just stay competitive. Yeah. Like they want to every now and again shoot, shoot a good score, shoot under the handicap, but they don't want to. They don't want to completely scupper themselves by playing so well, and they have, they have to play to a handicap. They can't really play to. Well, that's the thing. They yeah. kind of want to just be quite level. Like I say, a lot of people only play once a week if they get time, or not even that. Sometimes once once every two weeks, they just want to go out and just enjoy, it, have a bit of social. They kind of know what to expect. Yeah. I might have a good round. I might have a crap round. That's all right. Well, like, it's funny. I again, I played on Friday when I saw the new flags. And me and my mates played, and we didn't. None of us played great, and I, I ended up winning like thirty-one points, which obviously isn't, isn't great to win. There's only three of us, um, but for me, it was like I said to my mates when walking up eighteen, like realistically, how many points are you happy with? Again, they're not hardcore golfers, like thirty. It's about right. If you go and play a golf course with your pals and you get thirty Staleford points, yeah, you should get thirty-six. But thirty feels like a semi-respectable. Yeah. Like I've not the, played great, yeah. but it's okay. And I think that's for most people. If you could just go around most times and get thirty, sometimes thirty-six or thirty-two points, thirty-four. Pretty good in it. Yeah, well, a handicap, and I've, I still remember, a handicap is a snapshot of you on a good day. Yes, that's what people forget. It really is you on a good day. Yeah. Like, and you look at, like, say, any any golf club around the world on a Saturday when they've got the normal competition, there'll be two or three golfers that have really shot the lights out. Yeah, but not many. And sometimes those new those golfers that have shot the lights out and played way under the handicap are either quite new and the, and they're improving dramatically. Yeah. You know, or they might be they might be younger golfers who are practicing every day because they can do. Um, but it's all it's also perfectly acceptable just to cruise and just That's go it. and enjoy it, have a bit of social. I would be interested to hear from some people who again emails podcast at rickshields.com or comment whenever you want to do it on this video, maybe. Um a lot of people I've seen now are moaning about the new handicap system that you are getting more people winning with ridiculous scores really? because the handicaps I suppose in the longer run, if you're a proper weekend golfer who plays every week, it becomes maybe more accurate. But there's some people who get a new handicap and are getting silly numbers. So I'd like to hear people's thoughts on that. I don't have much experience on that. The one thing I have seen is that a number of places are annoyed that the course hasn't been rated yet. Yes. Yeah. Like that's been quite you a big... You have to pay, don't you, I think? Do you? I think so, but don't quote again, don't quote the me. The club has to pay. I think so. I think so, but I'm not fully sure. Mm. Um, I've got a couple more questions off Twitter, actually. Um, so... Quite good on this of Jamie O'Brien. <clears throat> we talk a lot about filming with Tiger would be the absolute dream and that you probably will delete the channel after that because what's the point of carrying exactly. on? But YouTube question, complete. if Rick got the opportunity to do a video with Tiger, what would it actually be? <laughs> now let's give you the ideal one with 18 holes or whatever. But if you had an hour with him, 90 minutes, which I think is realistic if you ever did get to film, then what would you actually want to shoot? <sighs> I don't <laughs> It's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what would be the best Tiger video? Thing is, anything that you did with him would be great. Like if, if you had a putting comp with him, it'd be it'd be killer. What? If you got him to give me a golf lesson, it'd be absolutely killer. If we did a long drive competition, it'd kill it. Like there are ideas in there. What would be your favourite thing to do? It's like Rick. Um, you've got ninety minutes of Tiger Woods at Marriott Worsley Park. Ironically, ninety minutes. For ninety minutes. What would you do with him? What would I do with him? <laughs> I just look at him, just sit there, and say, just look at his quiet room, just look at him for ninety minutes. The, the, you know what I would, I would like to do. Obviously, I'd love to sit down and do a podcast with him. 
Um, what would you ask? Whether we could get well, I'd almost quite like to start it off by saying, what the, what are the questions you get asked the most? And it will say, okay, so we're not going to ask any of them. Like, well, like what, are the, what are the questions that annoy you the most? You know what I'd like to do with him? And then scratch them off our notebook. You know we're going to ask him. Have you ever watched those videos where like, they get English people to try American snacks and vice versa? Sit down with Tiger, get him a load of like, English food, get him like a Greg's pasty, get him a sausage roll, get him stuff that we like and just get him to eat it and see what he thinks. A uh, pasty bar. Yeah. I'd say what also be a class video like finding the cheapest clubs we could possibly ever find and get seeing it, seeing how well he'd play with them. Yeah, like he'd absolutely kill him, wouldn't he? I'd love to take, take him to Trafford Golf Centre and just walk around with him, and watch people's reaction. I don't know what I, I don't know what we'd do. I think anything so, would be great. Tiger, give us a call. Yeah, it, listen, it's going to happen. So let's not let's not put it off. Does he still answer the phone to you? I've not spoken to him for ages, mate. No, no, he, couple, he, blocked, of, he blocked me months. a few times. Um, a few times. But yeah, honestly, it would be phenomenal. I know we've not sold it there, but give us a chance. We've got give no ideas, a- but we'd be good. I mean, give us a day with Tiger. Yeah. Then, then we would do what? 15 videos, <laughs> 15, 20 videos. Um, got one last question for you before we have to wrap it up. We've got some stuff to do this, this today, so we're busy. Um, this is another, another one off um, Twitter. From Sean Brown, what score should you be shooting before you start using premium balls, or should you use them whenever, but just be prepared to to lose them? Well, the the brand. Welcome, welcome to my world. The brands certainly someone like tightly say everyone should use the Pro V One yeah. or Pro V One X, right? Because yeah. they're the best ball and all this. But realistically, you're not going to go out if you're not playing well, and you and you you know you're hitting them into trees and out of bounds and bushes and over you know whatever you don't spend three pound four pound three pound fifty a golf ball are you no never in a million years like so it, it's it's whatever kind of fits your budget i don't believe there is a a certain time because i, I think when you've you, mentioned isn't one of your best ever rounds with like a, was a, a dt solo 100 i was gonna say that yeah my best ever round my, my mother-in-law was uh, somebody who was leaving her work she got to, yeah, I randomly had some golf balls he wasn't bothered about. She took them for me. They were like Titleist DT Solo or whatever it was, PTS Wow, that kind of golf ball. And I took them and I was, oh, thank you. And I weirdly went playing with my friends one day, used one and shot three undergrowth, which is my best score. You know, I'm not the best golfer in the world. Three undergrowth around 18 holes using this golf ball, which I would yeah. never use in the competition, yeah. or even playing with you or anything. I just, I just would normally use a Pro V. It's like, well, actually, Kirkland balls are great. Yeah. I think. If you want to use a Pro V1 or a TP5 or whatever it might be, that's any ability. I don't think you can be too bad for them. It's just no. the fact that just be prepared to lose them. Yeah, exactly. And equally on the flip side, I don't think they make, although again, I'm always a Pro V1 user and I have been for, forever and probably will be forever potentially. They're not really better in, in, in the grand scheme of things than a, a mid-range ball. It's just what no. you, you like, isn't it? What's Even that? a mindset thing as well. Well, of, it, I think it's a mindset thing, definitely. It's almost like you're not questioning the the the. Uh, ability of the golf ball yeah, like I, I love teeing off with a brand new or extremely clean pro v1 like i never when i play with a pro v1 or or a premium a real premium ball from any brand i never blame the ball no as much as i want to i never blame the ball <laughs> i think the ball's the last thing you could blame where sometimes if if it is a lower price but like much much lower or it's from a brand that maybe isn't as reputable or, or it's a of a doubt in it doesn't have that stamp of real real approval you kind of there's question marks and you might hit one through the green you go oh what you know is it was that the ball like you sometimes then start questioning it when really you shouldn't do no so 
hopefully everyone enjoyed the podcast today. There's a few top tips there for, for greenkeepers, head pros, mm-hmm. golf club councils. That dead easy to elevate your golf club. We might do a couple. We had a few other good ones left. So maybe next week, because obviously a lot of people don't use social media. They just listen to the podcast or watch it. So if you want to leave some in the comments below, if you're watching on YouTube, if you want emails, if you're listening, it's podcast at rickshields.com. We'll get some more in. And maybe next week at the start, we'll do um, a couple more. One other note, next week's podcast will be out on Tuesday. It just might be later on the day because we're away on the Monday out oh, in yeah. Scotland. Okay. So we won't be able to record it on Monday. We'll have to record it Tuesday, which means it should still be out Tuesday, but maybe later on the day. Yeah. So, so be warned. Um, you've been warned. Once. Thanks for listening, everybody. Can you close a podcast? You didn't start the podcast great. Can you close it well? Of course I can. Go on. Straight down, camera one. Yeah, camera one. They don't have numbers. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast with myself, Rick Shields, and co-host Guy. Um, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. And uh, Kelly, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> nice. I know a man who's got tickets for the podcast. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.